Check. Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. It's a lovely day. And yet again, we're someplace different. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a home someday. We're the rubbing podcast. Uh, yeah, we're, well, we decided to, you know, go to the country. Yeah. And, uh, and be visited by dogs. Be visited by dogs and bugs. And yeah. if you see Dan pick up his swatter in the middle of it. My electric swatter. Electric swatter. You know, just outdoor things. If you miss and hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you his neck. It'll be great. Dan, it wasn't funny after the third time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know when this will be coming out. Because I think you're you'll be you're going to be gone on vacation mm-hmm. a little bit, and so we needed to do. And you'll be in Monterey, and I will be in Monterey. Um, God, the, the the that interview I'm going to be doing gets bigger and bigger. There's like four or five guests now, and I'm like, but <laughs> it's you know with this we learn our guests, individual yeah. guests, but it's like having information on four people. It's a lot. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, big big sheet. Yeah, we- so. Uh. <laughs> it's hot out. Anyway, Dan and I haven't done a. Us podcast. Yeah, it's what, been a while. What started the with, with Rain City? You know, Dan and I just started chatting and talking and BSing and having a good time. And we thought it, this would be a good time to do an extra one and kind of have some fun. Yeah, we were talking about uh, we were talking about like ideas for the show, and because um, we don't want to just talk about nothing. Obviously, that would be boring. Maybe. Yeah. Show about, we drink. show about nothing. That would never work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were talking about our favorite road trip stories. Yeah. Because uh, we have been on road trips and road tripping our whole lives, either with our families or by ourselves or with the rallies. We have a lot of them. I realized I when, when we started talking about this, I've never taken a road trip by myself. I've never really? just driven, like, I mean, inspired by you a lot. But I just, I have never had the time or the, to just go and have that adventurous spirit, so. Yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit because it's uh, it's different than I thought it would be, and more fun in some ways, not as fun in others, of course. But uh, uh, our Carter Automotive Group Tip of the Week is kind of inspired by that. I'll share a solo road trip story and how it worked. So I was road tripping in my GTR by myself, and I was driving. I was going to Arizona again, and I was going the long way. So of course, I stopped in Moab because the roads to and so from. So you went to Nebraska first, and then, basically, yeah, 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 sure. no. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> I, remember which, I think I went to. Went through Oregon to Detroit Dam, and then I went out that way, just kind of finding my roads as I went. I had a rough route, but I was like, I'm going to look at the map each day and see how the weather is and go from there. And that's kind of the nice thing about a solo trip is they're like, yeah, you can just kind of play it if you want. I had a tent in the back, so it was like, if I need to stop somewhere and camp out of the GTR, I will. And I intentionally did in a few places. I stopped in Jackson Jackson Hole, and I stayed at the KOA there. Just, oh, yeah. And it was, I didn't realize, <laughs> planning ahead here, Really nice weather. It was summer. It was still about 30 degrees at night there. <laughs> so luckily, they did. They had a lot of open spaces at that KOA. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. I actually jumped into a cabin that night. Like I was like, do you have any cabins left? These little you know, hole-in-the-wall cabins? Sure enough. Something with walls and heat. Yeah, yeah walls and heat were great. And uh, no bathroom. Like They have those. They had nice bathrooms there, but there was no like bathroom in it. It was just like a little tiny thing. It was perfect, though. But anyway, down in Moab, uh, I had reservations because Moab in the early months and in the late months even when it's starting to get just a little bit cooler is just peak it's you're talking early in the year and late in the year yeah early, okay. when it's not too hot because yeah. i mean you know it's not it's popular year round but in the middle of the summer there's not a lot of hikers who be like yeah 100 degree day perfect let's go do arches yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i was in i think it was september and uh no it was june it was june and uh, i was going into mob and i had reserved my campsite ahead of time yeah at the koa there perfect if you're you're car camping by the way and you're like he was like, that's not camping. It's a KOA. You have a pool. I'm like, 
Yeah, but yeah. I was in a GTR and I had a tent. I'm not going to go freaking up a Forest Service road. <laughs> you have to be the only person that's ever been in a KOA with a GTR. Oh, I no way. Like, who else is going to camp out of a car like that? Yeah, you know, I don't, I'll admit I do not see a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've ever blown all your money on a supercar and you don't want to spend all your money in hotels, this is a great way to do it. Bidding on eBay road trip. at night, yeah. Anyway, but to get to the tip, so I get there and, like I said, I planned ahead and I had reserved my campsites a couple weeks in advance. And, which is not enough time now, by the way, the tourist season, even since then has gone up so much that you'd probably need about a month out to get a campsite in Moab, uh, in a good season. And so I get there and sure enough, uh, I go and check in, I've got my campsite ready. And I asked for one that was like, kind of cl- like, just kind of close to the bathrooms and off to the side. So, cause I just gonna be going in and out. Like I'm not really staying there. I'm just sleeping and leaving. And I get there and, uh, I'm, I go in and there's a line of people, a lot of motorcycles, a lot of off-roaders. Cause that's just, it's Moab, right? And the people behind me, um, two guys, a father and a son, were riding, didn't have a campsite. No campsites available, too late to get a reservation in the parks. Like, they're just like, you can go way out, but you're riding a ways that time of year. You're going to be way out of Moab. And then uh, another woman by herself, also no campsite. So I just talked to friends. I was like, I was like I'm just coming and going. It's like, as long as you guys aren't going to keep me up till one in the morning partying, it's like, you guys can just stay in my site. Like, it's, I don't have a camper. I have this tiny car compared to every truck here and a small tent. And like, there's more than enough room for us to put up some tents and you guys just come and go. They're like, dude, we're hiking and riding. Like, we're going to be asleep by like 10. I was like, perfect. <laughs> riding all day, you're going to be tired. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you are a very light packer and you are, there's like no room to stay at the end, as they say. Check out the KOAs. If you have camping gear with you, this is a great way. Like even a tiny little tent, like those, you've seen those REI pack down yeah. tents. Throw one of those in the back of your car on a road trip and you will always have a place to stay. Because when you have a very small footprint, all you have to do is go to one of those and just ask nicely. If you are not the partying type, and maybe even if you are, you'll find plenty of people to hang out with. Just find your group and be like, hey, I don't have a place to stay. Do you guys care? Like I'll pay you to stay with you. Like here's 20 bucks. I mean, campsite's like 35 bucks there. And they'll just stay with you. And as long as you let the front desk know, they're, 99% of the time, totally fine with it. And That's so I had three people stay at my campsite. All awesome. Father and son rode. I think I wonder if I remember right, they were from North Carolina and they were riding KTMs on a cross country road trip. Oh, and they're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> one of them was a bigger one, but I mean, the other one I think was like a 450. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sounds awful for a long road trip. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah just okay. pinned out there because it's 80 mile an hour roads. Oh, yeah. So no you're, thanks. Yeah. You're re gearing everything. But anyway, they, they were loving it. And so. And then the other one was this woman from Quebec riding by herself and her and her boyfriend were supposed to do this trip and she had a dual sport and he had a dual sport and they were going to do this thing. Well, they broke up and she, sp- she spoke English with a very heavy French accent and um, she's, you know, enough to say, can I stay too? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. It's like, we're just hanging out. And so I was like, well, you're just riding by yourself. And she's like, yeah, I was supposed to go with him. And then we broke up. And so I said, sorry, mom, fuck it. I'm going anyway. <laughs> For her, yeah. <laughs> so she got on her bike and went, and yeah. she had been all over, and she had the most amazing photos. She did Cody, Wyoming. She went to the rodeo. She had been, like, everywhere. It wasn't, like, just a straight trip to Moab. She had gone the long way on a Suzuki 650, not a, 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 a V-Strom 650. Yeah, like, okay. the, like the larger dual sport. Yeah. So perfect for her because she was only, like, you know, she's probably 130 pounds, so big bike for her. And, uh, yeah, we, we just split the campsite for the last two days. I mean, they chipped me 20 bucks a night. Which basically covered my campsite because I paid thirty five and they both gave me twenty bucks. Well, even better. And I was <laughs> like, sweet, one, yeah. five bucks for food, and they were like, works for us, dude. <laughs> you know, sure. and we all sat around a campfire and shared drinks and met great people. And That's, I mean, you know, so just planning ahead is the more key thing. Pl- 
plan ahead, yeah, but if you get stuck and you don't, like you're probably not out of luck. Just being nice and being in a spot where it is open and okay, like you don't want to go knock on hotel rooms, that's weird. But if you're in an open camping area, like as long as you have a small tent, Especially in Wyoming, you got you options. Get shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean like, that uh that's such an easy way to go. And it also gives you a lot of freedom in a road trip because when you're worried about money, a lot of people say I can't, like especially with the price of gas, like you're and the price of hotel rooms over the last ten years, even I've noticed, I used to be able to stay pretty comfortably at cheap hotels that were clean for I think the first time I stayed in Moab, I stayed in this little place in town and I paid thirty bucks a night. Middle of town. And it was just nothing special, don't get me wrong, but it's not this was not a roach motel. This was just a little tiny motel. I was like, I'm just hiking and like exploring. I don't need a place to do except shower and leave. Now, did you have, with this road trip, did you have a plan or were you just sort of going, I'm going to drive here and then when I get there, I'll figure out where I'm going to drive next? Yeah, the only places I had actual solid hotel rooms to stay at was in um, uh, Manitow Springs, which is just by Colorado Springs because I was going to Pikes Peak and I wanted a place that was close to the downtown area and just it was just I just happened to find a good price on an Airbnb, mm. and because I wanted to wash the car, things like that, give myself a place to like really unload and sure. have a little space. So that, and then in Arizona, um, when I was down in Jerome, I wanted to stay in Jerome, so I stayed up there because I wanted to explore the town for okay. a day with that, and I wanted to have wine and not drive anywhere for a day, you know. Of course, yeah. And so that was the only two places, though. The rest of the time, I just winged it the whole way, and it actually bit me in um, one night in Jackson Hole. So I had the KOA, those, and then I, I didn't have a third night, and I they sold out. Like, they had, like, a group of people come through, and I thought I would just be able to just get another one, but no, they were, like, totally sold out, and it was a massive group. I don't know what group it was. And you asked nicely? Well, I was, like, <laughs> I was trying to get ahead of my way out, and someone from the past, I ended at this Airbnb, but it was, like, um, kind of a hostile situation. Where it's like just a bunch of bunks and stuff. Hostile, not hostage? Not hostage, okay, yeah. Okay. It was kind of weird, though, because I mean, like, if you've been out to Wyoming, <laughs> things are farther apart than they appear. Yes. <laughs> One house is a mile away from the next house. And so I ended up down this, like, long gravel road in the GTR in, like, this really nice cabin. But, like, this family was just running it, and they had all these bunk rooms. And I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to get up, shower, and leave. But it was kind of funny. So, Adventure. Good story. Yeah. Good fun. It was a ton of fun. I... I recommend everybody road trip alone a couple times um, just for the fun of it. If you have that kind of freedom or I should, I should say I wouldn't let it stop you. I'm not saying I recommend it, but I wouldn't let it stop you because what I've found from road tripping alone many times is you're never really alone. You, as long as you are willing to talk to people, you will always have friendly people to talk to and people to go do things with. I mean, if you go hiking, you'll especially anywhere. That's typically what I do when I road trip is I go find a place I can explore, whether it be hiking, driving, whatever, I always run into nice people. Yeah. So I love the Jackson Hole area, obviously. But yeah. You know. I miss it dearly. Yes. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, it's uh it it takes a lot to to put something together. I think I think I've just always been a person that, that's I'm I'm a social butterfly and so I mean I work alone at my house and I'm alone with myself and it's like I mean being in a car with my and you know, I don't know if I would I would do. And I mean I have the adventurous spirit, but I think I can always find somebody, usually you or somebody that's like, hey, let's go explore this or let's yeah. go find this so let's go to california uh, in a day it'll be great oh god that was the worst thing we've ever done <laughs> ever done uh, okay just... we had fun on that one road no yeah we had, we had fun but it's just like the idea i mean if you don't know dan and i had to attend a wedding god that was five years ago yeah and we drove from seattle to orange county in, in one shot one shot which we should have never done no that's that's a two-day drive it's and it's ideally like a four-day drive but 
you could do it in two days comfortably if you're pushing it and like that's yeah. a, that's a steady pace but one day is way too long even that, with two drivers it just that, is, that back well that's it's i-90 or not i-90 but from sacramento to la on the back side of the mountains there. oh yeah god that's just I mean, you look at the GPS, and you're like, it's got to be broken. It just keeps going straight. Like, there's no... <laughs> there's yeah. no turns. There's turn. no turns. Something has to happen here. So. When you get an I-5, it's like, next turn, 475 miles. Pretty much, yeah. But it's just a bend in the highway. <laughs> I think that's the only time we've taken a road trip where we haven't really taken back roads. Like, where we just yeah. basically got on the freeway and went, and you know, which was more of a... I still laugh about that. We went hiking. Uh, we were hiking all day, and then we went back to the hotel, and I jumped in the pool, and all the water went over me, and I was like, God, I must have done a really hard hike. Like this, I'm so sweaty. And one of our friends is like, asshole, this is a saltwater water pool. pool. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I knew that. I, I knew that. So, yeah, I totally knew that. So That was funny. When did you take your first road trip, like in your first car? Um, I mean, besides the ones I've done as a kid with my, my family, my first one was in 2011, or no, 2009. What year did I get my Z06? 2010? That was really what sparked it, is I had my Z06, my C6 Z06, not my mm-hmm. C7. And that car was just so much fun to drive and so comfortable. Um, even though, you know, stiff suspension and, you know, manual transmission, it has, it's a pretty lazy car to drive when you want it to be. Like, if you're not trying to wring everything out of all the time, you can be lazy with your gear selection. At the time, I got relatively good mileage for what it was. Like, it's got so much torque. It's like, do you want to drive in third or sixth? Whatever. <laughs> It'll just go. Okay. And so it's easy to drive for long distances. The seats are terrible in the corners, actually. Some of the worst seats ever, but they're really soft. So if you just want to hang out in your car all day, I actually found it quite comfortable. And that was just a fun car because, you know, you, you finally get out into those those back roads that you've always wanted to drive. And you, you finally had a reason to go find those back roads. So I was like, this car can eat them up. And so that was really when I started doing it myself. I've had multiple people ask us as far as like, how do you guys find your routes? And I'm like, literally Dan goes on Google Maps and I'm learning to do it now and just goes, okay, here's a point. Here's a point. Where's the roads in between? What does it look fun? Does it not? Yep. You know, and you've talked about this before. You've, 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 you've emailed YouTubers and said, you know, have you ridden this road? You know, wh- when's the last time? People have even gone out and ridden roads for us to see if it's Thank still open. Thank God for GoPro. Right. Because every, it seems like when GoPro came out, everybody had a reason to use one to record their rides. Yeah. yeah. Motorcyclists love GoPros. Thank God for them. Because even the cruiser guys who just ride them slowly, I don't, I mean, they're still going at a pretty good pace. They put out great videos and they yeah. have terrible music and they can't edit for crap, but thank God for them because yeah. those have been my savior. I love those guys because they'll record anything with their Harley group rides. <laughs> and it's great because then I'm like, because those guys know every road, man. You know, Cruiser guys, like big, big bike cruiser guys, gold wingers, those guys know every road ever. <laughs> That's on my list. I want to. I want to rent a cruiser like that, and I want. I want to go to Sturgis sometime. I think that's because I don't. I spending as far as time. You know, our, the monkey and the and the and the four fifty. Like I can't spend a ton of time on a bike. I have to get off. Like, yeah. Um, but I. I think having something like that would be fun. You know, some of the cup holder. You know, motorcycle <laughs> with a cup holder. Uh, radio. I, I run into those guys on my trips who are who are on like super sports. You know, thousand double R's and you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you guys are nuts. I've had all those bikes and they're great. But, like, a day of even, like, 300 miles, I'm spent. Yeah. I can't imagine doing it day after day after day. It's just just the seating position. It's not the bike. It's just, you know, what it, it's so good in the corners. But when you've got, I mean, the truth is, is on every road trip, I try and make as few as possible. You still have those multi-hour sections where you're yeah. just holding. 
And I can't tell you how great it is to have air conditioning and a cruise control <laughs> on those sections. Especially on a bike. I, I remember when I had the R6 in Spokane, we would go to, we'd go to Coeur d'Alene for swimming and stuff like that. Yeah. And even that ride, it's like 30 miles. 30 yeah. it's, God, you get off the bike and you're just like, I feel old. And I know I'm not, but yeah. Yeah, if you've ever, yeah, if you ever look at those guys and realize how ripped the racers are, it's because their core strength is so high and their back muscles are so strong because they have to hold in those positions for so long. It's and the it, wrist too, like that's oh yeah, that's it, the biggest thing. It I, wears I, on I muscle groups you don't normally use, so it's really hard to ride a sport bike. That's but a lot it's of muscle really groups. rewarding yeah. though. <laughs> Things like that, yeah. I used to tow my bikes to places and then ride them. Like I like go over the pass. I'm like, I don't want to just sit on I nine. He's like, Oh, I want to go on the pass. I'm like, Yeah, it's great, but the really good roads are off the pass. Like, yeah. So so you, what did you tow it with? What do you mean? I had fed trucks over the years. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Throw them in the back and take off a sport bike and then go for a ride. Okay. I see what you're saying now. Okay. There, there are some really good roads over there. So Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what are we, what's your favorite road trip story? <sighs> the one that stands out the most is um, a little bit of a backstory. So, uh, you know, I've always been a BMW guy. My family's always been a BMW guy. My dad had a 535i, red, a Mola Red with gold BBS wheels in mm-hmm. 1985. And... Love that car. And he had decided that he was going to trade it in. And he found a 735, a 92 735 in Spokane that had come out of Montana. And the guy had bought it, put everything in it, radar detector, phone, all that. And literally, it had never seen wet or or winter. It had been kept in the room. And, and so we decided as a family that we were going to go to Bozeman and take that car because it was fun. And this was, if you remember, I, I don't remember what year it was, but... Montana used to not have a speed limit. Oh, if yeah. If you got pulled oh, over, yeah. it was an environmental fee of like $15 or something. Yeah, like reasonable that. and prudent. And, you know, I'm sure this, I'm not the only person that has this. My mom knows this story. It's like my mom was in the back and I was up front and we were having a great time and she fell asleep. And so then the minute mom went asleep, the car started to go faster. <laughs> and I think, you know, and as a younger kid, like I was probably 13, 14, I was, I was, you know, really starting to get into cars. And so we were having a great time and my dad was, you know, pushing the car. And I think, I think we got up to about 150 and, um, which in Montana is reasonable and prudent. Yeah. You're just re- eating a lot re- of gas. Re- prudent you- and, and, a, and, but in a giant super, you know, luxury sedan <laughs> next turn, 30 miles. <laughs> yeah. And I hear my dad go, Oh my God, what is that? And a guy went blowing by us in a 92 NSX in a cowboy hat. And he went blind, like we were standing still. You could still hear the country music he was playing and see his straw hat. And I remember like thinking, oh my God, I want to do that. Like that's, this is what I want to do. Because there was the memories, my parents always took me places. I've I've been, you know, I think the only child that has a better life than me growing up is Ashley's son, Bo, right now. Bo has a better (laughs) life than that. But I, that is my, Ashley from Haggerty. Haggerty. I mean, that was the first road trip I remember. Like, I remember being, we had a big Suburban, and I remember sitting in the back and playing with my toys, but I never looked. But that was like, I was attached to the road. I was watching what my dad was doing. I was looking at the speedometer, seeing how fast we were going. Because yeah. as a kid, the first thing I was going to do is go back to school and be like, I did 155. And my dad's like, you can't tell your mother this. You can't tell anybody <laughs> this. You know, it's like, there was no speed limit, but I know mom wouldn't have been. But that's like sure. my very first, like, road trip memory of, like, Something that we did, and, and I and I was I didn't it, w- it wasn't about playing in the back. It was about being focused on the car and you know seeing what the car can do and feeling the performance. And you know it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I just I loved exploring with my parents. And road trips were sort of essential because it was expensive for a family of five to fly. And you know we would just drive places because that was a cheap way to get around. And we would camp or whatever. We were camped yeah. outside of Yellowstone, and so I always loved those memories growing up. I was pretty young when we did most of it. But it was always like, it was the exploring aspect that I loved. And so that was, I don't know, so many people are 
so much of my time in my teens and my twenties was just getting to where I needed to go that it became sort of an essential for me to feel, I felt like I was missing out on so much. And after the first road trip, I realized I was, and it just became addicting because there's just so much to see. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny because when, during that time in my life when my dad had the, the seven series, like, uh, I remember we went into REI and we, and the, nobody had done this, <laughs> like I'm sure people had, and we got roof racks and bike racks for the top of this car. And the guy at REI thought we were crazy because I mean, it had gutters and that's the, the, in yeah, the old yeah. school BMWs. Ones. Yeah. But I mean, to, and the guy's like, oh yeah, you got like a little, and my, and my dad's like, no, it's a seven series. He's like, you're going to take a seven series and put like three bikes up top. Are you sure this, you know? And I remember being so excited because I mean, we bought the fairing and then my dad let me put all the stickers, like, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. bike stickers and stuff like that. But like, and we took that car everywhere with the bikes and because we, we did a ton of bicycling when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I think there was one year we did close to 3000 miles on the bikes, just, just riding the bikes. We'd take the car somewhere like you'd do, take the bikes off and go riding. Do, you know, the we did uh, um, Highway into the Sun. We've done the, the you know, the, That's the a road. San Juan Islands and things like that. The, pro- the only problem with that road is if you're going to go do it on a bike, you have to get up so early because they want you up the pass before the pass really opens before yep. with cars. So, but I mean, that's like some of the... That's like going to the Sun Road in Glacier National Park, by yeah, the way. That's yeah. the road for our listeners. If you guys haven't done that, it should be on your bucket list. Um, don't expect that to be a road you go rip it up and drive on. It's no. just, a, it's too busy. There's too many bicycles. It's Especially not, in a car. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that in a national park anyways. Is, yeah. <laughs> we've said many times on this show, but you, you don't speed through national parks. The tickets are massive. Yeah. Um, but if you want to just go see a beautiful road, it's absolutely worth it. Anyway, but sorry. I think that's, I mean, that's my point. Like, I think, you know, it became about to me instead of going okay we're gonna go riding somewhere it became about getting to that point like mm-hmm. it was fun when we got there and i always had fun but it was about you know going down the road with uh, and my dad still has this photo on his desk and it's him and i and we're sitting on the deck lid of the of the seven series my mom took it in bike tights and the bikes are up top and it's just like that's a and i know that's a memory that's close to him because he's keep he still keeps it on his desk he has very few photos i think it's the only photo he has of me on his desk there's a couple of the dogs which i get but other than that <laughs> yeah so <laughs> you know but I, I think that was my that's my first my first real memory in a car. Um, and I and I didn't do a ton of road tripping. Like I said, I was I would go like we we, we you know when I had some friends when I lived in Spokane. We'd drive over here for hot import nights and things like mm-hmm. that. And, but I think when I really started like driving again and getting into road tripping is when we met. Like when we started to figure out like you know Seamont and, and and figuring out you know where we could go and and how many well you would figure it out and I would just sort of be the guy that went with you. But uh, <laughs> so. Oh, all those back roads are so fun. I remember um, there's the Lassen Volcanic Scenic Byway is a major route. It's a major byway that almost everybody knows about that goes through eastern Oregon. If you're looked into road trips at all, you've looked at in the Oregon area, a lot of people will refer to that. So it's not a very hard one to find. But what is hard to find is the old Lassen Volcanic Scenic Byway, which is now bypassed into the new byway. Is that the one we found on the first year we did Seamount when we only had four cars? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. The the the, uh, the grasshopper attack. Yep. <laughs> yep. So there's this there's this road. This is one of my favorite memories from a road trip. This is one of my favorite finds ever on a road trip. Is I kept looking at roads, looking at roads, and I found this one where Google Maps Street View stopped. Like they had gone to it and turned around and come back. And it usually means a road is dead end, closed, gravel, whatever. They won't go for the whole section. But then I found one video, one guy doing this road. And I was like, that whole thing is paved. That whole road is paved. And it's it, it was a highway. And by highway, I don't mean like interstate. I mean like it's two lanes. It's paved. It was a scenic byway. There's a couple of cattle guards up top, but that's about it. Yeah, there's cattle guards there. And uh, there's potholes. And... Then you realize that nobody takes this road anymore. 
hunters snowmobiles in the winter because it turns into a snow park but it's still paved and it's that high elevation dry snow so it doesn't get destroyed like our roads up here there's just not enough traffic on it so we found this byway <laughs> poor davis because he had his gt4 we, we had we had uh kevin's white uh california we had the maserati york corvette and davis's gt4 yep yeah and so yeah we looked like we and- drove through a war zone well, because first of all, we came through that one famous little town in Oregon that there was some, I forgot what had happened. There was like a, uh, it's the t- what's it the got t- bought the tr- by some cult or something. Yeah, they tried to poison Bend. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of it yeah. off the top of my head, but yeah, they tried to poison the water supply. Crazy doc- Netflix documentary on it. Anyway. And we, and we come out of that. Antelope. And we, and we antelope. Yeah. Antelope. And I remember we came in, and we were, and we took this turn and like, bless them, like the people that were with us because they really trusted us and they should, I mean, they should have, but. It was questionable when we turned onto that road because we kept going across like cattle grates and things like that. And then like it was weird because we were kind of in like vo- like you said volcanic and, and and short grass. We came to this area; it was just nothing but trees. Like literally, it just started, and you could just hear everybody in the radios going, "We're going for it. Let's do this. Let's see what happens." And we went blasting through. In fact, we did it the second time. Remember, we did, that's where all the photos came from—the great photos that Carl took. But yeah. We stopped. We made our first stop, and it looked like you and Davis and, and pretty much Kevin's car looked like you had hit animals. There was so much <laughs> red, like, bug goop and on the front of your car. like Yeah, and so that <sighs> became the rule of every – and I, we say, we've said this rule before we even started the rallies is that everybody needs to carry microfiber towels and mm-hmm. glass cleaner because you're going to go through an entire can in the four days going down there. And it was one of those, like, I needed to, I needed it to see. Like, I couldn't just use the wipers. It was just going to turn into a soup. Because of you, so Davis nasty. now carries a wash bucket, a hose. Um, <laughs> that was the best thing. Well, we we all got down to Bend that one, one night, and we, we, and we had washed our cars somewhere. And the next thing I know is we look outside the back of the hotel, and Davis has convinced them to, like, use their spigot and is out there hand-washing his car. He has an expandable bucket, his own soap, yeah. his own mitts. Yeah. His own towels. It was great. Thanks, Grio. It was a great sponsor. Right? right? Yeah, that was, was a all... lot of fun. Yeah. I think another good memory that I have on a road trip, and I think it was the, the year after that when we had a little bit bigger, uh, and Boryog and everybody was with us, and we stopped in Bend. Mm-hmm. And if, if you've heard, listened to this show, you know that we have a tendency to, to find places. We always find a car wash. And so yep. many of our good stories come from that. And we stopped in Bend, and we took all the cars over there. And it turns into everybody helps everybody, which is fun. Yeah. But assembly line, clean, 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 get through. Yeah. And like, and, and I'm going to have you tell the second, the, the California story after this, but okay. we caused a scene, not because we we're doing the route, but you I mean, you had all these supercars at this small little place and then people started showing up yeah, like to see the cars. Like, and we were there long enough that people could go home and get their people. And some lady had gone home and gotten her son and came. And, um, this is a little bit of a life lesson. And the kid was a big car guy and he was a little shy. And I think he approached Jason first, which was probably the first, the best person to approach. Yeah. And Jason let him sit in the car and all that. And, and then he kind of started working his way around everybody else. And we ended up getting home and she tracked us down somehow and sent us the nicest letter about how, you know, it was from our stickers. She, we had the RCS rally stickers right. on. And so she found us pretty quickly online and sent, sent us an email. That was really fun. That was rewarding. But I think that's the one thing I've learned is the fact that, like, we, and we always try to find these little towns, like, stop and talk to these people because it's incredible. The places we've had lunches and, and you know, oh, yeah. and sat out there and, like, you have conversations with people. That's the fun part. Like, I think it's, it's fun to go on the rallies with people. And we have great stories. We have back windows of Aston Martin's going away. We have, you know, <laughs> where's Joe? Uh, and, and with birds in the grill of his car. and Deer in Kevin's car. Yeah, yeah. Oops. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Especially. Yeah. 
but we were in where was it? We were in Quincy, California. Yeah, and uh, which is sort of we were sort of on our way to Mammoth. Yeah, Mammoth. Yeah, and uh, it's a little great roads coming in and out of there. If you don't get stuck behind a dog is coming to visit. Um, If you don't get stuck behind a massive truck, this is some of the best driving roads out there. Yeah, and even then, they people are as long as you're not a jerk, typically actually kind of get out of your way. It's kind of nice. Yeah, when they see a group. So, bingo. (laughs) Don't knock over the video camera. Come here. Come here. Good boy. Okay. Sorry about that, listeners. Anyway, uh, just dog things. Hey. <laughs> We're dog people. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, we pulled into this small town and then like the police show up. Not because we're in trouble to come say hi. Yeah, <laughs> and then like then all the, the whole town, the whole town much. just kind of it showed wasn't up. a big town, but no, it was yeah. Oh, yeah, and then it was like the next day. You're like, oh, you're those guys in the cars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which you know you can get a bad reputation from people, but I, we've always we've always been really good about the fact that people have been like, you guys are great. Like we've had other people come through. They've just been absolute not there at, at that place, but you know, there's some people that tend to be assholes yeah we always say our number one rule is don't don't speed into small towns you never speed into a small town when you're on a on a rally it's just like people will track you down oh yeah didn't you have some lady try to come find you guys like you were driving through idaho or that was enterprise oregon we were driving south um from hell's canyon lookout and it's uh actually it's we were actually driving south from lewiston idaho and if you go out of Lewiston, everybody thinks of the Lewiston grade, the hill climb out there, as like the thing to do in Lewiston, and it's not. It's it's really beautiful. Everybody yeah, you do, do the it. old grade because nobody's on that. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah, and that's beautiful. It's awesome. But right at the bottom of the Lewiston grade is the police station. So yeah, the old grade is what we're talking about. Then yes. it's so you really can't go nuts anyway. Not that you would. It's just even driving it at speed is pretty nuts. Like if you just stay to the speed limit and hit the corners, you're going pretty good. But if you go south out of Lewiston to, Enter- Lewiston to Enterprise, Oregon, that's some of the best driving roads in Oregon, period. And there's a ton of great driving roads in eastern Oregon. But there is a section coming out of there that is straight as far as the eye can see. I swear, you literally lose the road in the horizon. It's so long and so straight. You're just like, is the speed limit 150? I think so. Yeah, I saw 150 <laughs> there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 50, not 150. And, you know, obviously there's wildlife. But even then, there's like this wide break on the road. It's not even like there's trees lining the road. You actually have a wide break on both sides. It's kind of a weird, weird road. There's a road like that on Highway 2. When you come out, like when you come out of the gorge there, like you're heading up to Pateras and stuff like yeah. that, it, it, you come out of the gorge and it's really straight and flat too. Yeah, but, it's yeah. no elevation changes. You're just going. And so we were moving at a pretty good pace, um, to say the least. <laughs> and there was one car, this old minivan, like an old uh, it's a gold Chrysler, I think. And so because we're in a group and we can see literally like 10 miles in front of us, yeah. we're like, oh, there's no cars coming. So it was like a single, all vehicles <laughs> became one. And we just kind of moved over and yeah. passed her without slowing down. <laughs> Vigorously. Yes. Vigorously. And so, yeah. and it was, we, as we pulled up into Enterprise, of course, we immediately all slowed down, really. Like we, there's a cop, the speed trap right at the edge of town and- like, we all just cruised in at a normal speed. Nobody's causing any trouble. Cars are quiet. Like, we don't cause trouble in small towns. We really don't. And, man, she came into town just freaking out. And poor Garov has his window down. And she's just going off. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then, That's when he should have played the card. I'm sorry I don't speak English, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. And she comes over and is yelling. The, the police come over. And they're like, just slow down a little out of town. We're like, they're like, thanks for not speeding into town. We're like, no problem. We'll be on our way. He's like, cool. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and he was like, you're always going to find the Karens of the world. Yeah. And the Kevins. I mean, we weren't know. close to her, obviously. No. Nobody's cutting anybody off or tailgating anybody. We were actually, it was actually a very safe pass. It was just a 
quick one. I think it was that, an efficient pass. That happens on road trips too. As you, as you get into the moment, and you get fun, and you may end up making a pass that's not the best time or the best place. And I mean, we've yeah, all done we've it. We've all done it. Yeah, and and so you just have to be really careful about that. But uh, yeah, have you ever road tripped on the East Coast? Like, have you done anything over there? Not extensively. I've gone through kind of the back way out of Florida when I got to Land Cruiser, and I've done a little bit of stuff exploring around uh, where my sister is in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in Maryland, but she's in that section where it's like Maryland. West Virginia, Virginia, like that whole area is really, really close together. So you can hit three states in a couple hours, you know. (laughs) So I've done a little bit of exploring around there and it's all really pretty over there. Um, The only thing I found is some of the roads are narrower. uh, The back roads are more populated. There's more more population density on the East Coast. And that's kind of, I've always wanted to do the Tail of the Dragon. I haven't done that yet. And I will. I want to do that on a bike though. Yeah, I really want to do that on a bike. It's dangerous on a bike, but yeah. I'm thinking monkeys. That would be fun actually. (laughs) Right, yeah. It's not like, you, you know, actually... From everything I've seen, is like there's very few spaces unless you're a really, really skilled rider to really yeah. ring it out. So I, I wouldn't want. I mean, there's so many videos of people sliding off of there. Oh, there's a whole tree with like body work from bikes just nailed to it because everything yeah. goes off on that corner. I don't know. That's um, yeah. The more I look over there and I keep wanting to, and I know there's rallies that go over there. It's the population's the problem, and that's just inevitable. I tend to go well, when the I, fines are higher too, especially yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it Virginia? I think the crazy tickets. It's, it's yeah. I think I, I, think I believe Virginia. so. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that I know that my options are more limited. Like over here, yeah, you can go if you if you road trip from here, especially through Idaho, and especially Utah and Eastern Oregon, you can go like a whole day, and not really get into any traffic, any towns. Yeah, and it, it's not hard. It's just there's so much to explore where there's not a lot of people, so your your risks are lower. Your fun is much higher because you can you don't have to slow down as much. Yeah. Um, the only problem I've ever really run into is, like, I've been really, really close to running out of gas many times. Well, yeah, but that was because you weren't, the GTR wasn't tuned right, and you were burning fuel at I ran out of, gas, at a gas station Yeah, in Colorado once, and uh, I know you're not supposed to, don't, don't write me, but I had to put the car in neutral down the hill, because I was sputtering downhill, so I put it in neutral. Um, you're not supposed to put it in neutral? In a dual DSG, you can't put, you should not, uh, okay. yeah, and so I put it in neutral to roll down the hill. And I was like, well, it's either this or walk. Because it was literally like I had that off the gas and it was still sputtering like down the hill. Okay. And then I pulled in. I lucky. I, there's a, oh, so lucky. There's literally a gas station off the exit. And like the, it was such a steep downhill that I could roll through the exit under the overpass and into the gas station with enough speed. Okay. Thank God a GTR, right? Yeah. And so as I come down this hill, I'm like, please don't be anywhere here because I'm blowing these stop signs. And I'm in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, sure, sure enough, nobody's there. So I like, as soon as I got off the exit and threw the stop sign, I gunned it just to get enough momentum. And sure enough, I rolled in and the car died. <laughs> completely dead, completely out of fuel, would not run. And it was like, yeah, I wasn't tuned for altitude correctly. And so I learned from there. I bought a wrench on that road trip. Thank God. Actually, a forest ranger let me at um, Pike's Peak lent me a wrench to re, um, pull the negative terminal off and reset it at the, p- the top. So oh, I didn't okay. have one. And then, yeah, of all the stupid things I didn't have. And so anyway, I bought one. But but yeah, I rolled that rolled out of gas in Colorado <laughs> into a gas station in a GTR. <laughs> Where was it? What is that road? It was out of Tahoe that I mean we all went up and like I about got ran off. We were in the middle of nowhere. Eighty nine A. And we were we had we had planned it where we were spacing people out in like three or four minute sections. Yep. And I was the last guy to go and I start to go and out of nowhere comes a portion of Ferrari down at me, like in the wrong lane. Uh they were doing exactly what we were doing, but the opposite. And we were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny because when you get to those areas that where you're close to major cities, if yeah. you think you're in the middle of nowhere, 
Car guys know roads yeah. like that. The local car, car guys know roads. Everybody knows Salton Basin Road here. Every you know out to Highway Two. Yeah. Um, out toward well, Salton Basin, out of Salton. Everybody knows um, they call it Highbridge Road, but it's the one that's um, between Clearview slash Clearview is that north between Woodenville and Snohomish. That back section there, which is getting overpopulated now, but every, every rider around here knows that road. I mean, say yeah. Highbridge, they're like, oh, we're doing a Highbridge run. Everybody knows what's the one of the um, Bellingham. Chuckanut. Chuckanut. Oh, like, there's all these driving Chuckanut. roads. Old yeah. Skycomish Highway. Yeah. Like, everybody knows these roads. So, you, no matter how far out you get, you'd be surprised how many cars you run into, like McLaren P1s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You ran into, what, two of them? In the yeah, middle of... Uh... The middle of Utah. So, I have, a, I have a, a, a photo that I've taken three times with three different cars. With my GTR, my Z06, and my Turbo S. And it says, curves, next 150 miles. Or, next 100 miles. And it's a... I stop, pull over. It's out of Fruta, Utah, between Zion and Bryce. You can kind of go this long back way. And it's, it is. It's 100 plus miles of turns. It's nuts. And a massive, you're climbing a mountain. And there's like, beware of cows. I said it once, I'll say it again. It's open range and they mean it. And I'm going up there in the GTR, just pinned. Like I'm having the time of my life out here. Not even, it was long enough ago. I'm well past the statute. I was booking out there <laughs> i mean hauling ass. 65 maybe 70 miles an hour yeah, yeah. plus one yeah, plus and one. <laughs> yeah. i come up this mountain and i'm thinking i'm hot shit in the gtr of course and it's not the curves are wide and sweeping it's like it's like if i-90 was two lanes wide and in the middle of nowhere nobody took it let's put sure. it that way so it's just this perfect hill climb and i get to this straight section and i'm like sweet you know out of this corner just got a good speed out of this corner and it's a passing zone nobody in front of me i can't see i haven't seen a car for 20 minutes and I'm hauling and I get past, like I come out of this corner and I'm getting ready to, and I just punch it. Like I'm going to go for it. And I get my doors blown off doors blown off in my GTR and I'm full throttle and it's two P ones. This is right when they come out and they fly by me, just gone, gone. And okay. At the time, I mean, it, in, even now P ones are rare. If there's a P one in an area. All you have to do is like P one Utah. Who's got it. And there's going to yeah. be like two people. <laughs> and so sure enough, mm-hmm. I'm like, on Instagram, like, who's got a P1? I like, I do search for McLaren P1. I look for Utah. Yep. There you go. And it's like, hey, I message Clarence. I'm like, hey, thanks for blowing my doors off my GTR. He's like, that was you? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we met the guy. We, I ran into him at Monterey. Yeah. Yeah. Good so guy. Good, guy. good Really great guy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, that's, it's the little things. It's, it's the, it's the towns you go to. It's the little fun things. It's finding a road that you go, okay. We've all done that where you've driven a road and you've gone, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to turn around and go back and drive it again because we can. Um, we did leg that. It. Leg it. Yeah. Well, we did that with the photos. Like I said, we went and had photos on that road, but um, that's the fun part. It's, I think there's, there's so many little, I mean, and you know, I, I don't want to bitch about people, but like the whole, I call it the car scenario. It's like all these little towns that got, bypassed by the, yeah. the freeways and you know they're still well, there radiator springs like radiator <laughs> springs and you know you have to Which is peak, peak get springs. out there and get out and see these towns because there's so much history there and it's so much mm-hmm. fun to to kind of you know and the and the locals love having people come through yeah it's like you're a jerk they love seeing that kind of yeah. stuff i saw i went to part of that colorado trip in the gtr i visited doc holiday's grave mm-hmm. that was pretty sweet um you want to tell the Leggett story because that's one i feel like every car person should know which one's the Leggett story California, the tow truck. <laughs> oh, I forget. How do I forget that? That was um, one of the best best experiences. That of the road trip. was was that our second year? Second year, on the second rally. year. So we had decided that we were going to go um, with Seamont. Uh, if you have, if you don't know, Dan and I do a rally. We haven't done it in a couple of years because life has been busy from Seattle to Monterey for Car Week. 
and we changed the route up every every time. Mm-hmm. And we decided. I think we we started. We were come. We were going down the coast. We were taking one pretty much. Yeah, I think yeah. And when you get there's a part. Uh, one turns into one. Well, I'm sorry, one hundred one turns into, into one. one, and you get off one hundred one, and you head towards Mendocino, the the infamous Mendocino County line that, as Willie Nelson talks about, most expensive gas in the whole country. And yeah. uh, this is right past the main Redwoods. I mean, the Redwoods is huge, but it's the one with Paul Bunyan. Yeah, and the the babe the ox out front. It's just past that. And so, if you've done that trip, you know this road. And so, for some reason, and I do not know why to this day, I was leading. We had, I don't know if we had been on that. I don't think we'd been on that road before. That was the first time we took it because we were going down to stay at that really cool place in Mendocino. Mm-hmm. And this road is like uh, somebody gave a crayon to a three-year-old and then like 14 packs of nerds and said, draw a road. <laughs> like, it, it's, you know. You're not wrong. <laughs> and I, I, had, uh, I had my folks in the car that time. Mm-hmm. And... We were pushing it to, I mean, I was pushing it to the point where, where the other people in the car were comfortable. And we had gotten up to a point where we stopped and we, we'd kind of come off the road. We stopped and waited for everybody because we knew the road ahead was coming because we had, you had looked yes. at it and talked. And there was a guy in a tow truck, a dually tow truck, a shortbread dually tow Nothing truck. Nothing on the back, but yeah. Nothing on the back. And he had gotten in front of us and took off and, you know. Of course, I have to say this. My, you know, my blessed mother's in the car, going, you know, you don't need to do anything stupid. I'm like, I know how to drive this car, and you know, yeah, we're fine. He left us, all of us, yep. like we were standing still. He had time to leave us. That road is 15 miles, if at not least, more. yeah, at least 15 miles. He left us, like he was, he was dragging that the, those dualies around the corner yeah. and chirping them, and we were trying to. I was trying my best to keep up. He had enough time to get to the bottom, pull up onto this ledge, get out of his truck, stand on his truck and then take photos of us as we were coming out of there yeah like it and and i will say that when you come out of Leggett and you hit the ocean and that goes to one you are on the ocean it is beautiful we have multiple photos of all the we always try to sit there and take cars but like that's a road where every time we we do it we always say oh we should do it more than once in a day but we're always so tired by the time (laughs) we get there it's like and then it's it's one of those those conundrums where you're in the car and you're like you have 15 miles and then the next 15 miles seem like they take an hour to get to where you're going but right. um it is probably you start up on the on these hills and it's windy and there's there's just big pines and and little pines that are just placed everywhere the road is two lanes ish yep i think um and it's it's just amazing um i think we've encountered cars coming back at us like once or twice like obviously be careful um yeah it's nothing like. Do you remember that road? <laughs> this is infamous. We had stayed in Mendocino and we left, and we had oh, gone down God. that road, and they had just painted it. And and that the, whole road was awful. The, that was a, it was goat a goat trail, trail. <laughs> covered in pavement and paint. That was awful. And we had passed that guy that had had, had like a four a fifth wheel and had gotten kind of stuck. And we had kind of and there were signs. I'm going to be fair. There were signs that said wet paint and. In the road, you just get into a, you get into it, and get we always there's a gas station as you come back to one a 101 that we always <laughs> stop at. It's good good food. Yeah. And I remember Dan going, "Hey, have you seen your car?" And I go, "What?" And he goes, "Your wheel wells are yellow." And I go, "What do you mean my wheel wells?" And I had crossed the lines and had <laughs> painted the inside of my wheel wells, which yeah. took forever to clean off. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, wet lines, but it, it's a goat path. It was a goat that path. That road sucked. It did suck. It and that did was, suck and on that, many reasons. That road, it's like Mountain View Road is what it's called. Yeah. I remember that. And it was, I got that road because it was on like, I, I got it from a an online copy of a book that was California's Must Drive Roads. Okay, it is not 
it is like the must not drive road. There are so many different better ways away from from Hat. Well, from Mendocino, that I was just like, that, that road's... And in typical lucky us, we pull into this gas station, oh, we're yeah. working on the cars, and um, there's, there's, so we're north of San Francisco by about 40 miles, probably. Yeah. And in pulls uh, the Ferrari drive that had come out of Monterey, like they were, and then it was an F50, and F40, and the guy in the F40 came in, scraped the hell out of the front of the car. Yeah. I mean... Big guy from big Italian guy from uh, New York City didn't care was sweating like a pig was laughing hysterically yeah um, but it just randomly again we're in the middle of nowhere and then <laughs> in pulls all of these supercars hypercars it was just amazing so as I'm sitting there scrubbing my wheel wells out so yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah it's you know it, it's it's ama- like you said the people you meet on this are the fun part it's the you know that's why I've never minded going alone I was really nervous the first time I went not because I wouldn't know what to do or I would run out of gas and money somewhere, but just like, I was like, am I going to be lonely as hell? Is this going to be awful? But no, I got to just like crank my playlist, whatever I wanted to listen to. And my way downtown. Yeah, exactly. The whole time. <laughs> Absolutely. Just repeat the entire way and there and back. Yeah. I see you as a very much a, a Terry Crews. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. 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 No, and then, you know, like I said, you just run into meet pe- cool people. You get cool stories. And like I said, every time I've, I've driven one of these big road trips, I've run into somebody or met somebody that I've, oddly in some way shape or form stayed in contact with either just randomly through social media linkedin or whatever like you know the the owners of uh dobird and um mob garage co yeah like oh the oh the coffee guys yeah yeah you know husband and wife own both of them yeah and yeah they, they sorry been, not coffee guys coffee people yeah yeah <laughs> they're fantastic great people great food best stop in moab for sure and like yeah. things like that right just like Love what they do, so I keep them back. The Kaleidoscope Store in Jerome, Arizona. Mm-hmm. You find weird things, and that's the best part. And I hope listening to this, you're like, man, I got to go get out there and drive. And you should. We still have the link to Dan's drives, right? Like that's still yeah, a it's thing. on yeah. our okay. Supercars. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you if you you know if you wanted to find that stuff, you could. That's yeah, and you have so many more resources than when I first started. When I first started, like, um, well, I did have one advantage that when I first started, Google Maps let you use more than ten links. Yes. And now they don't, or more than 10 stops. Now you have to do, you can use a website that has a hat called more10.com that allows you to stitch multiple Google Maps together so you can get more than one stop. But that doesn't help in your navigation as much. Um, but we also, I mean, you have things like Ralista, like all the car clubs have started publishing their drives because it's, it's just so much easier to share information. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are still plenty of routes out there that are not well known. And I would encourage you to go find them. So this is, I, I know very little about this company. And I don't know if you, have you heard about this new app, Three Words? No. So um, I just learned about this. I'm, I kid you not. I, I'm looking at it. So they basically put a grid over the earth mm-hmm. and 10 by 10, 10 foot by 10 foot grids. Okay. And every grid is identified by th- a three word thing. So it's like Apple Jack car kind of thing. Well, there's no other there's no other 10 by 10 square in the world that's that's labeled applejack so you can basically drop a pin there and it helps people pinpoint where you are uh, mm. and things like that it's brand new i just looked into it i, I found it out through youtube but i was looking at it kind of cool though like you know when we we, we want to meet people and it's like okay meet me in this parking lot where are you like you're going to be in that spot it's kind of a cool thing huh yeah. i kind of want to check that out now right yeah <laughs> i knew you would yeah, yeah so yeah um yeah i was going to say so far, I'm trying to think. Road Trippers is probably the best tool I've used overall that's not as mainstream well-known. It's typically, it was built for RV owners. Okay. But if you want to find attractions or what's around you, uh, it's actually pretty popular. And nobody writes more than people in RVs. I want, That's probably like, what, what's the weirdest thing you've seen? Oh, man, that's a tough one. You know, in the, in the large, world's largest frying pan or the world's largest aluminum ball or whatever it is. Or... 
They put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. I mean, do you remember when we stopped at the Paul Bunyan place? Yeah. And then went up in the gondolas up into the hills? Yeah. That was probably right on my list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Weird crap. Like, yeah, I'm trying trying to think if I found like anything really crazy. There's places I've been through, especially, oh, I know. (laughs) There it is. All right. Yeah. Okay. I had to think about it. I was going to say the most, the weirdest thing and the most disturbing thing I've seen is driving the back roads out of Nevada out of, um, out of Vegas. And you don't have to go that far because everything is really far when you're in the middle of the desert. Yes. <laughs> but you run into some of the like, is this an old horror movie set? <laughs> like there is that. And I'm yeah. not kidding. Like there's, there's a gas station slash subway slash brothel. Like same place. And there's many of Sounds them. Sounds like a Tuesday to me. <laughs> and there's weird signs out there that are like hand painted that it's like, it's the brothels. It's creepy as hell. You're like, sure. this is where things go to die in many different ways. And it's like a the hand hills pa- have eyes. hand-painted yeah. sign like up a dirt road into the mountains. Sure. And I obviously am not stopping. I stopped for gas at the one, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, a line of motel rooms and trucks. And behind it, though, this is where things get even creepier, though. It's not just that. I mean, that is like, okay, that stuff exists. People know that. It's existed forever. But it's like the old campers that they're living in behind it mm-hmm. is just, I don't know how to describe it because it's not the America you see, well, even when you drive America. Sure. And I've seen, it's not, it's sad in one part, but it's also fascinating that that exists so far from anything because that stuff's not like. It seems like something from a movie. Yeah. It's so, not yeah. something that's like, you know, 20 miles out of Vegas. Yeah. It's like, there's that stuff 200 miles out of Vegas in yeah. the middle of the desert and you're like, nobody's here. I'm the only car I've seen in the last hour. Like, you're really out there. And then it just, there you go. Like, you Random. think, it's funny because the most remote tavern in the country is in Washington, actually. And it's called the Brooklyn Tavern. Awesome. Yeah, and it's this little hole in the wall. We've talked about it before. There's a stream that runs through it. It's a, and they say you can spit in it, but you can't piss in it. And, you know, their food is literally what they've, the Costco order and the beers out of, you know, what they got. And they have like two kegs. And it's a fun little hole in the they wall. They take credit cards now, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 they do. It's, bathrooms are interesting. Yeah, bathrooms are very interesting. <laughs> yeah. But even that, like you look at it's not that remote. The nearest town next to it is 25 minutes away. Yeah. And it's like, and that's not that far. So when you think of the world's, the, the lower 48's most remote tavern, you think that's that. And you're like, okay, it's it's cool. It's neat that it's a little tourist trap and it's neat that it still exists. But, you know, you're 10 locals and they open when they open, they close when they close. It's and, a logging bar. Yeah, it's yeah. a logging bar. Yeah. So that's not that weird. But it's like I said, when you're, 100 miles from anything and the only thing that exists is a really really creepy brothel where you're probably not going to survive yeah that's not you're like how does this exist <laughs> because it back in the day i mean it's that whole pass-through theory and in, in the back just, of the day it probably did exist and you know it's just creepy that's well, all i like, agree, all I, it's I, like, agree. It's, I mean it's probably yeah. the weirdest thing i've come across though it's just like Yes, it's an unsettling feeling. That's all I That's say. You're like, fair. I am not stopping here for anything. <laughs> Please don't break down, car. Please don't break down. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I've never had a major emergency on a road trip, though. I've gotten nails and tires uh, the twice. I had Porsche and the Corvette. I both had nails. The Corvette, easy fix. Porsche, pain in the butt fix. Center locks suck. I don't care what he says. That's right. You had to find a tire on the East Coast or something? Like, or where was that? Uh no I had um the I had them both just patched I've never had to replace a tire on oh a trip. okay I thought you did maybe I'm thinking something I just okay. I mean I was I'm always really good about inspecting my stuff before I leave like really good that's yeah. when I'm the most nervous about things I'm going through looking at bolts bushings everything under a car 
And it's not that I won't drive it. Like my my Land Cruiser, every bushing was rotted on it, and I drove it back. But it's a Land Cruiser. Like it'll die when it hits something. Yeah, but that's still a great story. You drove back with your dad. Yeah, that's fun. Worst weather it was in Florida. Yeah, the whole way than Washington. Florida. Yeah, fair. Yeah, cool. Well, like we said, you know, this is just a little bit of a recap, kind of a fun. I just want people to go take to go drive more. I know yeah. gas is pricey, but there's a lot of ways you can cut back. There's a lot of roads that are still worth going to. I mean, like I said, if you don't want to spend the money, camp, bring a tent. Who cares? Yeah. It's fun. Agreed. I and mean, it's a great time to do it. Um, actually, the best time to road trip is, is as soon as everybody goes back to school in September. That's yeah. used to get the best weather across the country. It still might snow in Yellowstone. Had that happen once, the end of September. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's pretty good. If you haven't been to Yellowstone, go to Yellowstone. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. That's the, that's the most important thing. So I, you know, it's a once for me. I go through. I've been through Yellowstone like five or six times. Well, I haven't been there. I'm yeah, saying if like, you haven't, yeah, yes. you've got to go. Yeah. Now that I've been there, I don't ever. I'm like I don't miss anything. Yellowstone Glacier. Yeah. Yellowstone Glacier, great. Yeah. I still say Utah is the best parks, hands down by a mile. Yosemite's yeah. great. It's ruined by people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Be careful in your desert. Always look for weather stuff. I mean, because it can be sunny and then flash floods and people die. Yeah, people don't get that enough. I mean, I know, we're, I know we're ending here. People don't yeah. think about that enough, though. Like, just the other day, it was Capitol Reef. Yep. It was in the parking lot. People think, like, oh, that's up in the hills when you're hiking. No. Yep. Like, those when they have flash floods yeah. there, get to high ground. I watched a bunch of those videos <laughs> Freak of those out. guys trying to do that. Cars floating down between, yeah. you know. and then On a road. <laughs> 30 minutes later, it's sunshiny and dry. And you're like, what the heck? So I was in one. I had early warning <laughs> just south of Zion. And I, I was staying in Zion, but I was leaving. And I, I was going to... I did a whole day in Zion and then left and stayed south of Zion because it's cheaper. And I was like, I'm leaving to go south to Arizona anyway. But I was, um, what was I in? I think I was in the GTR. Might have been the Corvette, the C6. But I pulled up and I went into a hotel. And all the hotels on this road are built up because of the flash flood. So they, the, Weird. Yeah. So the street's kind of channeled for, for flooding. And mm-hmm. it just, it's a normal thing. Well, there you can, out there, as you get south, you're in the mountains in Zion, um, kind of. You're in, you're in a canyon, I should say. As you get south, you can see forever across the desert, and yeah. you can watch these things roll in. And so it's like watching like what you'd see on TV in a hurricane, where it's just this wall of black rain coming across the desert. And as it came in, man, it was like a foot of water on the street. If you weren't, if you were in the street in a car, you were screwed. Well, so especially in the desert, when you you it, you could be seeing it rain out there, and the the water's coming. It, oh yeah, can get to you before the rain does. Actually, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I've talked about that before. I think I think ten people died that night. Yep. Yeah, a whole family got swept swept away, and then some hikers in the Narrows got swept away that night. So yeah. yeah anyway, if you're just like, watch for it in the desert. Yeah, it's yeah. the best place to travel, but just check the weather ahead of time. They say flash flood warning. Just get to high ground and trust them because you don't want to be in that. Even if you think you're safe on a highway, you're not. Get your car to high ground too. Yeah, get yeah. your car to so. high ground too. Anyway. Excellent. Well, I mean, I think we can kind of wrap that up. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have any questions, obviously you can all email Dan or I. And, Dan uh, and Avance. At Dan and Avance or Nick and Avance. And um, we'll say yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for this episode of the Avance podcast, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.